Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it's crossover Thursday, and Sayer Bettinger of the Locked On Broncos podcast joins the show to help us break down this pivotal matchup between the Titans and the Broncos. What are the biggest storylines for both teams? What are the matchups to watch in this game? And what are our game and score predictions? All of that and more on a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is crossover Thursday. We have a fantastic contest ahead of us between the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. I am the host of Locked on Titans, Tyler Rowland, here with one of the hosts of Locked on Broncos, Sayer Benninger. Uh, It's going to be a great game. Both fan bases definitely excited. Let's dive right in. We are going to talk about the biggest storylines for both of these teams heading into this matchup. Before we do, want to let you know that Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks and we know that you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com or the PrizePix app, promo code Locked On. Well, Sayer, let's dive right in here. From your perspective, with the Broncos coming off the bye season, not going necessarily how fans hoped or expected, what's the biggest storyline going into this matchup against the Tennessee Titans? Well, coming out of this bye week, it's going to be whether or not Russell Wilson and that offense can really get things going. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of been the storyline all year. Ever I think going into week one was really the only time that anybody wasn't necessarily worried about that. And incidentally, they probably should have been. The Seahawks have been one of the better teams the Broncos have played this year. So really, the offense just hasn't been able to find a way to get things, you know, cooking. Like they always say, let Russ cook. We're still waiting to see him cook. We know the ingredients are there, right? He's got all these pieces around him, even though the offensive line has been, you know, kind of changing around a little bit, guys getting injured. It's just been a real struggle for the Denver Broncos offensively. So the biggest storyline, I guess, until proven otherwise is really going to be not only can the offense get things going, but can Russell Wilson really get things going? He is the key to the Denver Broncos making any sort of second half run. And and after watching the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night against the Chiefs, man, he's got a tough tough test here coming out of the bye yeah and it's funny it honestly the Broncos sit at three and five and the Titans sit at five and three but I would say both of these teams are kind of similar they both have the ability to be dominant on defense week in and week out on offense it's a little disappointing to both fan bases where the offenses are and where it may be Russell Wilson with the Broncos everything is centered around Derrick Henry and if 
you know, they he gets bottled up like we saw in the second half against Kansas City, then the offense is sluggish. And if Russell Wilson can't get things cooking, like you said, then it seems like the Broncos' offense is sluggish. So it's kind of funny that, you know, one team's three and five, one team's five and three, but I really don't think that they're that different of teams. And that's going to make this super interesting. For the Titans, I think the storyline is, how does this team rebound after playing so many snaps against Kansas City, specifically the defense? The Titans' defense played 100 snaps on the road, prime time, late night game, turnaround, playing against a physical team like Denver. Can the Titans turn around quickly here and, and be ready for a game that they need to win uh, with an AFC conference, you know, win or loss at stake? And all of that, also boils down to, in, in, in a more centralized point, of Ryan Tannehill. Will Ryan Tannehill return in this game? I think Malik Willis has actually played better than some people are saying. If you look at the circumstances that he's been dealing with, with the offensive line, the play calling, the wide receiver group that the Titans have, but I still feel like there's no doubt about it. Ryan Tannehill is the better quarterback and gives the Titans a much better chance to win so can Tannehill play, and will the defense be able to recover from so many snaps against KC? That's really the biggest storyline with both teams going forward. So now we transition from the storyline aspect of the show into the matchup conversation. What are the matchups that we are looking for in this game? What are the big pivotal turning points that are going to matter the most? We're going to dive into that. Before we do, do want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Blue Nile. Whether you're looking to pop the question, whether you're looking to celebrate a milestone, or you just want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebration even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Guys, if you're like me, I don't know a thing about diamond shape or size or clarity or the setting style. That's why Blue Nile is perfect because they have experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat and they can walk you through the entire process step-by-step -step to make sure you get exactly what you want and what will make that special person in your life very happy. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Promo code Locked On. All right, guys, let's continue this crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and Locked On Broncos podcast with Sayer Bettinger. Guys, this is a very pivotal game for both these teams. I think uh, the Titans need to stem the tide and, and get the vibes back right during a pivotal, tough stretch in their schedule. The Broncos are right on that brink of either the season going poorly or having a chance to stay in the race and turn it around. Sayer, I'll give you the floor here. In this game, what are the maybe one matchup, a couple of matchups that you're looking at that you think might really decide who wins? 
Well, I'll start offensively from the Broncos perspective here. So there's, like I said, in, in the first segment, some transitioning there on the offensive line. And most mm -hmm. notably for this week, it's going to be Graham Glasgow, the veteran used to be the starting right guard for the Denver Broncos. He will now be stepping in for the injured Lloyd Cushenberry on a full-time basis mm -hmm. at center. So, I mean, after watching guys like Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, I, I mean, the Titans bring the heat from the defensive interior. The Broncos have really struggled there kind of all season long on the interior offensive line until Graham Glasgow got in against the Jacksonville Jaguars at the center position. The pass protection seemed to get better instantly. I, I'm, I'm not to bag on Cushenberry. He's obviously been out there working really hard and, and trying to be the best that he can be, but he just hasn't quite been what the Broncos hoped he would be when they drafted him third round back in 2020. So going up against guys like Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, I, I mean, the, the host of, you know, the cast of characters the Titans have there, they're going to need a veteran like Graham Glasgow to really step up. So to me, the, the biggest matchup I'm watching on the Denver Broncos side of things offensively is going to come from Graham Glasgow and Dalton Reisner and Quinn Miners on the interior offensive line going to get, uh, going up against those Titans interior defensive line. And then I would say defensively, there's a number of different things. I'd say the, the offensive matchup that I'm looking for is sort of disadvantageous towards the Broncos defensively mm -hmm. kind of trying to figure out how can you exploit the Titans tackles with your pass rushers? Because that's where I kind of feel maybe the Broncos have yep. some sort of advantage, which kind of makes me wonder if Ryan Tannehill plays, maybe the Broncos have a better shot at winning this game. Incidentally, not because, you know, he's not as good as Malik Willis, but just because they're going to have kind of their backup edge guys out there and their backup edge guys. Don't get me wrong. They're good. I mean, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, and the newly acquired Jacob Martin. Hopefully, Baron Browning can play, but there's no Randy Gregory. You obviously just traded Bradley Chubb. Now we're kind of trying to figure out what's life like without those guys, right? So it's yeah. going to be you want to get the Titans into passing situations if you're the Broncos. And obviously, with Malik Willis out there, you would tend to think they're going to lean very heavily on the running game, even if that means including him as a runner much more often. So you want to get that's the Broncos that they need to play to their strength, which is the pass defense. And I think that's the number one matchup is can those edge rushers win those matchups and and really just kind of play to that strength that the Denver Broncos defense has had all season long. Yeah, I, I think those are those are two good matchups to point out. Obviously, the Titans tackles, I would say, are the weak spot on the offensive line. It makes sense that you would want to attack right there. And I can just picture Baron Browning in in my mind with that quick get-off off the line of scrimmage going against the Titans' offensive tackles, uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere and Dennis Daly. And, and it does give me some, some major, major concern. Um, looking at the Titans' matchups, I, I think, obviously, like you mentioned, the offensive line of the Denver Broncos against the defensive line of, of the Tennessee Titans. Titans fans are used to hearing this, but if the Titans want to win this game, the defensive line has to dominate. It's the best part of their team. It's what makes them special right now, other than Derrick Henry in the backfield. Uh, so that absolutely has to be something that the Titans do is win that matchup up front. But outside of that, when the Titans are on defense and the Broncos are on offense, I'm looking at rookie tight end Greg Dulcich. And uh, I, I think that he's had some explosive plays for the Broncos offense in recent weeks. I think he gives them a, a game breaker over the middle of the field, especially 
in passing. And I think tight ends have been something that can take advantage of the Titans. We saw Travis Kelsey go for over 100 yards and 10 catches earlier in the year. Guys on Indianapolis had some good moments at tight end. So I think the Titans over the middle of the field with their linebackers and their safeties, there is some ability to take advantage there. And I think that uh, Dolchich could have a, a, a pretty good game if the Titans don't give him just due. If they look at him as just a rookie who's part of the team, then I, I think he could give the Titans trouble. So that's something that I'm really worried about is, is the tight end matchup against the Titans linebackers in passing situations. And then on the other side of the ball, you talked about how the Broncos defense would want to attack the tackles for the Titans. And I agree with that. And that's why it's so important that the Titans' interior offensive line find a way to win against the linebackers in the interior defensive line of the Broncos. The Titans run that wide zone. They got to not only double team at the line of scrimmage to create seal blocks, but then they got to get up to the second level and get on those linebackers. If the Titans' interior trio of Nate Davis and Aaron Brewer at guard and then Ben Jones at center, if they have a good game, then the Titans usually have a good game because that pivot point right there in the middle of the line always is so, so important, whether it's duo leading up the middle or if they're running that outside zone rush. So that's something that I, and even in the screen game for the Titans, when they're leaking interior offensive linemen out, very important that they win those matchups in space against those linebackers. So that's that's some matchups that, that I am looking for. Is there anything else specifically that you're paying attention to in this game? I'm just wondering, is anybody, will it be the Titans? Is anybody going to throw at Pat Sertan? I, I'm not banking on it. You know, we haven't really seen much of that this season for the Denver Broncos, right. but you can't help but feel like uh, from the Broncos perspective, like we're really missing out on some great things happening. I mean, I remember back in 2005, 2006, teams were throwing at Champ Bailey all the time and he was right and picked up 10 passes in 2006 or something like that. So nobody's throwing at Pat Sertan. I think it's been... I want to say it's been like three games or so since he gave like actually gave up a catch in a game. And that's just not not because they're throwing at him and he's just breaking up everything that's thrown his direction. No, it's I, nobody's throwing his way. And when they do, it, it's when he's playing way off in coverage and things like that. So that's going to be fun to see. Will he get tested in this game? I don't I have no idea. We never know going into a week. And if not, that means that the rookie on the other side, Damari Mathis, if the Titans do go out there and try to throw the ball, you know, 20, 25, 30 times this game, which I, again, not banking on it necessarily, but certainly right. Damari Mathis is going to be heavily targeted there and, and he's going to have to step up big. He's really improved over the last couple of weeks, ever since he got called for four pass interference penalties there uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. So he's really right. stepped up and rebounded from that. So he's another player that's in focus because Pat Sertan just kind of gets left alone on the other side of the field. And and so it will be interesting to see if the Broncos move him around the formation, if they try to match him up, if they try to do some more, who knows what they might try to do to get him more involved. But he's certainly right. been a huge factor for them. And so that's where I would say that the only other thing from the Broncos perspective is, it, will Pat Sertan be tested? And if not, how do the Titans kind of work around him as other teams have tried to do? Yeah, that makes sense. And I got to tell you, I, I don't expect the Titans to have the, the caliber of wide receivers that it would make sense to even test. Sertan, 
these guys that the Titans have, Cody Hollister, Nick Westbrook, Akina, even Robert Woods at this stage of his career, they're not going to get open against Sertan. So not only are they going to be open, but you're risking turnovers by doing that. The Titans are hoping that they get first-round rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks back in this game. I would try to get Burks away from Sertan as much as possible to get your best wide receiver uh, an advantageous matchup. Maybe that's something that they do. But either way, that if the Titans didn't have to throw the ball one time, they wouldn't, so I would be shocked if they came out and threw enough to, to make it a, a big issue for the Broncos. The, the last matchup that I want to point out is just the kickers. I think Brandon McManus is a lot better kicker than Randy Bullock. I think that's obvious, and I think this will be a low-scoring game. Little spoiler alert for our predictions at the end. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and whoever has the better kicker who can hit from longer distances may be the, the difference. And I think that's a clear advantage for the Broncos. So that's something to watch as well. But like I teased, we are going to get into the prediction segment of today's show. Before we get into it, do want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting needs this fall, whether it be college football or the NFL. They have up to the minute live betting, they have sports other than football, too, basketball and soccer, even esports. MMA, boxing, whatever you would like. Golf. They have golf. You can bet on golf at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, folks, we are going to cap off this crossover Thursday edition. We have Locked On Broncos host Sayer Bettinger. We have Locked On Titans host myself, Tyler Rowland here, breaking down the game for you. Thank you for making Locked On Broncos and Locked On Titans your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, free daily content on your team all year round on all platforms. Make sure you stay locked in to your local Locked On show, but... Sayer, diving in here, I, I let you kind of lead us off in the previous two segments, but I'm I'm going to lead us off here, and I am very, very confident, very, very confident in my lack of confidence in this game. Uh, I think that this, my score prediction, I'm just going to throw it out there right there because nothing, nothing represents my lack of confidence in this game uh, more than my score prediction. 17 to 16. I think the Titans win 17 to 16. But when I say that, I want to reiterate here that my lack of confidence is the overriding factor. Both these teams, like I said at the beginning, th three and five, five and three. But I think both these teams are a lot closer than the records say. I think they're pretty similar teams. Uh, the Titans are playing at home, and if Tannehill comes back, I think the Titans have slightly more ability on offense, but I think both defenses are really good, probably forced turnovers, probably going to see some field goals. So I'm going 17-16 to 16 Titans win, knowing that it's going to be a one-possession game late, and whoever makes the plays or gets a turnover in the fourth quarter, probably going to be the team that wins because I think both these teams are, are very close overall. What, what do you think this game looks like? 
Well, I think if uh, if the Broncos score 16 points, I, you, you may not be aware of this. Fans may have nightmares in Broncos country for a while because that, that's kind of been the number for them this season. Just looking over the course of the of their previous wow. games, they scored 16 yeah. points against the Seahawks, against the Texans, against the Chargers. It's kind of been that number that's like people dread to see. But it was for a while there, it was their season average. And then that dipped down and now it's gone a little bit back up. So 16 points, I that's the uh, Broncos fans are going to cringe at that, but that's been what it is, right? That's been where they're at, and that's where their offense is at. When I make predictions for a game, Tyler, I, I try to manifest, you know, partly what I want to see, right? So right. I'm going to say uh, my prediction for this game is is 20 to 17 Broncos. I agree with you completely. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I think if the Broncos are going to gut out a win, it's going to be because of that second-ranked defense. And we know the Titans, they bring great defense to the table as well. They can run yeah. the ball. It's going to be a battle of, like you said, the kickers. I mean, Brandon McManus has had plenty of issues on his own this year. The Broncos' sure. issues pile up at times. You know, They'll score a touchdown, and then McManus will come out and miss an extra point. So right. it's just you can't, you can't win with this team right now. You can't do anything right, mm -hmm. but... Uh, I, that's kind of what I'm hoping to see is the offense continuing to stay somewhat on track, being able to score a couple of touch. I, that's, that's where we're at. And it, it pains me to say this after having watched Peyton Manning throw 55 touchdowns in a single season back in 2013, it pains me to say, I'm just hoping to see a couple of TDs from, from the Broncos out there because that's been hard for them to do this season. They, they couldn't do it against the Indianapolis Colts. They couldn't do it, you know, a number of other times this season. It's been so hard for them to score, but against the Jaguars and then a couple of weeks ago against the Jets even and against the Chargers before that, we saw the offense kind of take some small strides amidst the inconsistency, amidst the kind of questions between, is this Russ's offense? Is it Hackett's offense? So I'm going to say they stay on kind of the path that they were on in London against the Jaguars where the offense scored 21. I mean, blowing people's <laughs> minds here with 21 hey, Titans points. Titans fans offense. understand, man. Titans fans I know. understand. I feel like a lot of times on the crossover episodes we've done this year, I feel like we could kind of just like trade spots and, and just say general things about the team and it would apply for right. either situation. Right. But certainly for the Broncos, it's going to be imperative. Just like you mentioned for the Titans, it's, it's critical for the Broncos. I mean, jobs are on the line. You, you kind of think just based on the way things were going into the London game. And then in the bye week the way that the ownership was kind of talking, not like doom and gloom or anything, but just, I mean, they're very serious about this team getting on the right track. And so Nathaniel right. Hackett is his job on the line. I think the Broncos are going to rally this week and, and it's going to be a close game. I feel it. You know, it's going to people may, you know, get they may rip some hairs out of their head. They may lose a couple years off their life from the stress of another close game in Broncos country. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 20 to 17. The Broncos find a way to get in the end zone a couple of times, get into scoring range a couple more against a tough Titans defense. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think if a team does get to 20 points, um, that, that team probably is going to end up winning. I, I figure that's the kind of game that it's going to be. But just kind of recap everything for you here. Big storyline for the Titans. Can the defense turn around and have another good effort this weekend after playing 100 plays and a primetime loss against the Chiefs? On Sunday night, will Ryan Tannehill play to help buoy the offense a little bit in a game that the Titans really need to win when you look at their schedule going forward since they're at home? Some matchups, 
that I'm looking at, the Titans' interior offensive line against the linebackers and interior defensive line of the Broncos. Can they win there in the run game? And then on the flip side, on the defense for the Titans, can they stop Greg Dolchich, the rookie tight end of the Denver Broncos? Tight ends have given the Titans trouble, the linebackers and the safeties at times. So can they have a plan to take away him over the middle of the field? My prediction for this game, 17-16 to 16 Titans. I think uh, close game overall. It's two teams that are pretty similar in nature, in my opinion. I think one big advantage that we haven't mentioned throughout the show that will ultimately decide it is the coaching advantage. I think Mike Vrabel, one of the best coaches in the NFL, and unfortunately at this point in time, Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not certain we can say that about him. So if it comes down to a one-score game in the fourth quarter, I think that Mike Vrabel can guide his team to the win. I, I have more confidence in that than, I guess, the the other way. So that's how I'm seeing my prediction. Your, I guess, summary of uh, of what we've discussed there. Yeah, absolutely. So offensively for the Denver Broncos, it's going to be, can that interior offensive line handle the Titans interior defensive line, especially with the change at center, Graham Glasgow moving in for Lloyd Cushenberry defensively, you know, can the Broncos win off the edge? Can they get the Titans into obvious passing situations and force them to play into your defense's greatest strength, which is defending the pass, whether rushing the passer or your secondary in coverage there. And then obviously, you know, just looking at this from a final score perspective, the overall, I guess also too, the biggest storyline, it's the Broncos offense, right? For Russell Wilson, can they come out and not look sluggish? Can they, can they, you know, prevent a ton of three and outs and all these different things we've been seeing all year, third down problems, red zone problems, consistency issues. It's all been there in spades for the Denver Broncos. Can they come out and look a little bit more competent as a unit? Final score prediction though, 20 to 17, kind of just riding at that wave after London where you scored 21 points. The offense started to kind of find a little bit of a groove there. Can you keep it going against a really good team on the road. This is why you acquired Russell Wilson in the first place to be able to go on the road and win in environments like this. You know, that's what you're expecting from him, regardless of how badly he struggled. That's what Broncos fans have. They've got to expect he's, he's in it for the long haul, four years, 161 million guaranteed 245 million over the course of the next, however many years you expect Russell Wilson to go and win you a game like this, even if it is a little bit ugly against a team like the Titans. That's so tough on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, I I think that's a that's a great summary there. Can Russell Wilson and the Broncos get to four and five and kind of flip the feeling of the season around just in time to make a run? Can the Titans stem the tide from a tough loss against Kansas City, get back in the win column, and restore the good vibes? That was crossover Thursday. Some excellent stuff, Sayer. Thank you so much for doing this. I am the host of Locked on Titans, Tyler Rowland here with Sayer Bettinger of the Locked on Broncos podcast. Make sure you make Locked on Broncos and Locked on Titans your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That's going to do it for us today. Make sure you check out the Friday show of Locked on Broncos and Locked on Titans and enjoy the game this Sunday.